hello and welcome to the Duchess and the Baron. I'm the Baron. And I'm the Duchess. I'm uh, not feeling too great this week, so the Duchess is going to do most of the talking. This oh, week. am I? Yeah. So um, if this is your first time listening, I think this is episode 22. I think so, yes. Go back and listen to the next 21 because <laughs> you're going to need to know what we've been talking about. Um, no, we, we, we usually talk about uh, very topical things um, and also you can kind of go into any of the previous episodes and if there's something that you like the look of, you can listen to it and it talks about the Royal Day in History, which we'll be doing um, the Royals out and about and then we always have a, a Royal topic um, and this week is part two on the institution where we're going to explore into Buckingham Palace and Kensington Palace um, and maybe future leaders of the institution. So um, without further ado, Duchess, what have we, where are we starting, what have we got in store? Yes, so we are going to start off with our Royal Day in History, also known as On This Day. Um, so we're going to do it, we are recording on Tuesday, June 6th, but I'm going to make it yesterday's On This Day. We usually record Mondays, um, and we need to get back to to Mondays. We, we've been kind of late in the week on it. But yes, so um, on June 5th, 2022, Baron, do you know what happened or have a inkling? June 5th, 2022? Yes. Platinum Jubilee. Yes. So it was the last day of Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee weekend celebration. Um, so on the last day, it was the Platinum Jubilee pageant. So it had uh, a military parade and a few other acts after it with Ed Sheeran performing Perfect with images of the late Queen's reign and her decades with the love of her life, the late Duke of Edinburgh, before Her Majesty herself appeared on the Buckingham Palace balcony with King Charles, Queen Camilla, the Prince and Princess of Wales, and their children. Um, and I wanted to highlight this one because it was the last time that we would see her on the balcony on the Buckingham Palace. Uh, so, excuse me, on the Buckingham Palace balcony. It, it was the last time Do you ever. think, um, without sounding ghoulish, do you think she knew that? It could yes. be a possibility? Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think she knew. Obviously, the public didn't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think so. Because she, d- she did miss previous events for the celebration. I, I think they cited it was, like, mobility issues and things like that. So... Yeah, I mean, she was having a probably a difficult time at that time already. But yeah, so a year and a day since we saw her on that balcony. Does it bring sadness to you? Yeah, yeah, it's a little sad. I mean, I, I know you're not as big of a royal fan, but... Oh, it was a genuine question. Yeah. It is, it is it's a year. Yeah, and now, I mean, we just see Charles on the balcony. He just doesn't have the same effect, I feel like. No, no, but that's also never going to be this, never going to be like that. I think it's like when um, a great star like Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. there's never going to be a Bulls player that will ever reach the same heights as him. It's it's the same with the Royal Family. I mean, LeBron James probably thinks he's pretty close. Yeah, but I mean, just say for the Bulls organization, you know, for for the Lakers, they've got, you know, Kobe and... LeBron, I know what you mean. Kareem and Magic, you know. So th- there's a lot, right? But for mm-hmm. whether it was the Bulls, that's a yeah. And and as far as the foreseeable future, th- she is the last female monarch. Um, for the next three, they're all male. So I don't know. 
We'll Sweat see boy. what happens. Um, okay, yes. And then the next we will do the royal events of the week or royals out and about. Um, so I've prefaced this in previous episodes, but we won't be going through every single event that they do just because they do a lot. So we kind of choose our favorites and, and big events of the week, I think. Um, but just keep in mind, there is a lot more going on than what we talk about. So the first one I'll talk about, and we actually discussed this last week. Um, we got the, I guess, scoop, but by the time we released the episode, the scoop was already out, um, that it was the Jordan wedding of Crown Prince Hussein of Jordan and Rajwa all safe. Um, and that was last Thursday, and there were no confirmed British royals at the time. Uh, I know there was like an airplane that people speculated was probably one of like the higher working royals, um, but obviously because of security concerns, they did not say who was going to go before then, but we did get some British royals. So Kate and Will went as well as Beatrice and Edo. So, and you can see this in the interactions, I think the Prince and Princess of Wales seem pretty friendly or, you know, maybe even friends with like Queen Rania, who's the mother um, and the King of Jordan. I should know that his name, but <laughs> I don't. And then the side, crown, wasn't it? that's the crown prince. Oh, so that would be his father. Do you know? I'll go for Hussein. Abdullah, the second of Jordan. Oh. Um, so, yes. So you can even see him in their interactions and stuff. And when they greet the, the bride and groom, you know, they all have smile, smiles on their faces. It seems warm. You know, not just kind of like a, oh, awkwardly shake hands and move on kind of thing. Um, but yes, so Kate was wearing an Ellie Saab gown to the reception or ceremony. Ceremony. Um, and it was like kind of like a blush pink, like maybe a dusty pink. It was really beautiful, very appropriate for the wedding. Um, and then in the evening, she wore like this sequin Jenny Packham gown she wore something similar maybe even the same dress a green one previously um but I really liked it she's she's been wearing a lot of pink it's her barbie era barbie core I think that's the the hashtag for it um and then she also wore seriously oh barbie core yeah it's like a it's like a thing right now because of the barbie movie like yeah barbie core like c-o-r-e yeah barbie core fashion and it's basically like wearing, you know, Barbie pink, vibrant pink. And yeah, it's officially being referred to as Barbie core. And I think her last few engagements, other than today, she's been wearing pink. So, so she wore pink for both of her dresses to the wedding. And I think the Chelsea um, flower show, she wore pink. Uh, she had a engagement before that, pink, lots of pink. Oh, so okay. she is in her Barbie court era. Nice. Um, and then she also wore, so they had an evening banquet. There were no tiaras at the ceremony except for the... Uh, princess. Yes. Well, the bride. Yes. Princess Rajwa. And hers was, I believe, a newly created tiara for the event for her. Um, but the evening banquet did. So that was really exciting. It was really hard, though. Photos for this, like, 
non-blurry photos. Oh, wait, I felt like we were waiting forever for them, but finally we got them. It was evening our time, so I can only imagine time zones ahead of us, how long they had to wait. Um, but yes, sorry, sidetrack. But Kate wore the Queen Mary's Lover's Knot tiara, which she wears a lot. Um, that one, and I think the Cartier Halo one, which she wore in her wedding. But the Lover's Knot seems like her favorite. I would like to see her in another one. Just to spice it up, because there's so many tiaras, why keep going back to the same one? Um, but that was really nice just to see more tiaras, because we didn't get it at the coronation. And then we saw Beatrice and her husband, Ito, and she was wearing a needle and thread gown um, to the ceremony and a Reem Acra, I hope I'm saying that right, Reem Acra uh, gown to the evening banquet. And then she actually did wear her mother's York Tiara diamond that Sarah Ferguson wore at her wedding. So that was exciting. She, she looked beautiful. It was really, it was really nice to see. Um, and I think hers was blue. I know her her dress during the day was like a light blue. And then her gown was more like a, maybe like a champagne. Yep, that's a good champagne way to it. color. Um, but yeah, that was exciting to see them and all the other royals. Very glamorous event. Um, and I actually didn't know this, and this is something I'd, I'd love to dig more into. Um, <coughs> But when I was reading about the wedding, uh, you know, it was beautiful and everything. But then I saw some people saying like, oh, it's beautiful considering all like kind of the drama within the, the Jordan royal family. And I was like, oh, what is this? So did you I didn't I did not look into it. I did not right. have time. But if any of our listeners have any like tea on that, let us know. And I'll probably look into it when I have time. But well, yeah. Well, how about we we update everybody next week? Yeah. Do you know? Uh, no, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Um, what would you prefer, reporting on tiaras or dresses? I mean, I like both. We we don't get tiaras as much, right. so I feel like it's very like unique when we do, and that's exciting. Where, I mean, gowns. I guess we don't get as much either but within the last month the coronation was about a month now and then this like that's two gown ceremonies um so i don't know probably tr is just because we don't get to as much what do you like more um sports okay well this is a good segue for you then um do you know what happened on saturday that fa cup final yes do you know who it was between and who won? Yes. Would you like to share? Yeah, you were in bed. Um, it was Man City against Man United. I'm a Man United fan, and Man City beat them 2-1. Yeah. Yeah, so, and why we're talking about this, so Prince William, who is the president of the Football Association, Association attended um, at Wembley Stadium, So and he met with some of the players, managers, and officials while he was there. Um, so, so that was exciting. Yeah, yeah. And I thought you'd like that because it's sports. It wasn't a, a, I mean, it started off with a cracker. I thought it was like 2-1. At least it wasn't tied. I mean, it can't tie. Oh, well, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. No game should be able to tie, but that's just my personal opinion. Yep. 
Um, okay. Yes. So the next one is that is that all you have to add for the sports? Yes. I'm still okay. not happy about the results. So. Oh, okay. We will move on then. Um, so we're gonna move on to King Charles, and we at, we did record last week after this event, but we didn't mention it. Uh, but I wanted to now just because I think it's really important um, for what he did and and who he recognized. Um, but on May thirtieth, so last is that Tuesday, Tuesday now. Yep, a week from today. Um, His Majesty the King has presented Royal Victorian Order honors to around 150 Royal Naval personnel who took part in Queen Elizabeth II's funeral procession. So they had a special parade and a medal presentation at Windsor Castle where he presented the honors to the Royal Navy personnel. Um, So that was really nice to see just because, you know, giving them that recognition uh, for all the work they've done and... And everything, so especially for the crown, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so they, so what, what they did in her procession or in the funeral, they drew the state gun carriage that Baird, Baird? Oh. bore her late Majesty's coughing during the funeral pr- processions. So yeah. Okay. Didn't know if you had any comments nope, nope, there. Right there. <laughs> okay, um, and then the last one before we get to Harry, which I think you might have something on Harry as well, is Kate. Um, so today is June sixth. So she uh, visited Windsor Family Hub for her early childhood mission. So her Shaping Us campaign. Um, she visited there and visited with a few of the families, but basically the center supports families in the local area, and it's really close to William and Kate's uh, home at Adelaide Cottage, so it's not too far away, but the the um, their mission is to offer support services for parents, caretakers, and children of all ages in the Royal Borough of Windsor and Maidenhead. Um, so again, I, I feel like we do talk about this, I th- she pretty much has an event or an engagement probably once a week towards her early childhood or just childhood initiative. Um, so she did that today. She was, we did um, do a little poll on her outfit. Uh, I know she's wearing a Zara blazer. It's like, it's checkered. Would you say that's checkered? It's like a blue checkered. Is it hounds? Um, or hound, what's it called? Houndstooth? Houndstooth. Um, with like a white shirt beneath it, and then she's wearing what looks kind of like trousers or slacks and flats. Um, personally, I mean, she still looks beautiful. Not my favorite look. Um, and we did a little poll on people how people felt about this, and it was very mixed. I don't know. I mean, it's like it's a fine outfit, just for a royal. You know what I mean? Like, this is something... It can't always be a 100. Yeah, I know. But it is a Zara blazer, so more affordable. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, um, for me, it's like a kind of a director's style, kind of casual tech company. Yeah, I mean, I could see someone at work wearing that if, like I, a if I went. Woman, yeah. yeah. Like a senior businesswoman. Yeah, and I just... It's just not doing it for me. I mean, yeah. Personally. I mean, it's not like horrible or anything i just not quite hitting I mean, the she, mark she's can't always be in a gown and tiara to these things no no but um 
No, but she had, I think, last week her pink, or maybe it was the week before, her pink suit, um, which she's worn a few times. And I love that suit, and it's beautiful. And she also wore it with heels. You know, and I think heels and pumps definitely change your appearance. Sure. But maybe that's not what she was trying to go for because this is more meeting exactly. with caretakers and things like that. You want to... Uh, Dress want, for your audience. You want to be uh, approachable, right, and relatable. Yeah. And if you're in uh, high heels and a... But you're also a princess. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's more about the relatability, isn't it? No, I get that. I get it. Um, so, yes, that is all of our royal events. And I wanted to highlight this one, Sisyphe Kate's, because during the same time, Prince Harry showed up for his court case um, today against Mirror Group newspaper. So, Baron, do you... I, I have a couple of things that I want to talk about here, but... Did you have any of this in your area of the podcast? I didn't want to. No, I don't. Um, but I thought he missed one. Yes, yes. So I will get into that. Um, so his so his court case against the Mirror Group newspaper, which he's suing for unlawful information gathering. And I think it's a, for 33 articles they published between 1996 to 2011 that they gathered that information through unlawful ways like phone hacking. Um, but yesterday he actually failed to turn up to the high court where he was supposed to be to kind of give his witness statement, um, which if you're suing someone and you don't show up, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that's pretty bad, but I'm here. He does have an excuse that, that I'll read. So his lawyer, David Sherborne, told Judge Timothy Fancourt that the Duke of Sussex had flown from his L.A. home late Sunday after attending his daughter Lilibet's second birthday, but could not attend court Monday. Quote, his travel arrangements are such and his security arrangements are such that it is a little bit tricky. And then Fancourt, who's a judge, replied, I'm, I'm a little surprised, noting he had instructed Harry to be in court for the first day of the highly anticipated case. Um, so yeah, and Andrew Green, who is the lawyer for Mirror Group newspaper, said he was deeply troubled by Harry's absence on the trial's opening day. Uh, it's not a great start. And I don't, I don't understand. I mean, so he's basically saying that he had to attend his daughter's birthday and that's why he couldn't go Monday. First of all, your child's birthday doesn't move, right? So you always know your child's birthday is going to be the day every year. I'm sure this court case has been booked in for a while because yeah. it's not it's not like, oh, just like a quick appointment. Um, there's lots of people involved in this, right? Sure. Um, so for him, okay, s- celebrate your daughter's birthday Saturday then or something. Yeah. Um, and also she's, she's, she's two. two. So I don't know. But, um, like having kids, I think three's realistically the earliest that, that they actually remember. Yeah, but I mean, as long as you celebrate, yeah, you know, I think that's what matters. And I don't know. Uh, it was a very, um, I guess, convenient. Mm. But again, so for a court case for something legal like this, like that's like someone going to work and being like, oh, hey, I couldn't show up today because of some like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and wasting people's time. Like, if I was the judge, I'd be like, you're, you're wasting my time. I'm a judge. Like, it's disrespectful. you have so much to do. Uh, I don't think that's going to win him any brownie points. No. So that was day one. And now we're on Tuesday, so we're on day two. And there are 
lots of sources that go into everything that happened. Um, Telegraph has like a, basically a whole play-by-play that happened that you can check out, but I'm just going to go over, I guess, the the main things that came out of today. So the first one was, um, he started off with, I think, when, so he got cross-examined and also his own lawyer examined him, I believe. I know he definitely got cross-examined, but um, his lawyer said, so you prefer to be called Prince Harry, correct? And he said, yes. Um, which is, so he's the first royal in over 100 years to go on stand and like publicly go on a witness stand, right? Um but, so, I don't know. I mean, it's not a big deal, obviously, but why why that detail of, oh, I have to be Prince Harry? I would love to know your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's the, the, the whole thing about them trying to leave the major spotlight, right, and do their own thing, but yet have be called Prince Harry. It's, I think it's, it's uh, probably part of a mind game. Yeah. I mean, it's um, on, on on you know the, the fact that his royalty and um, you know what he's bringing to court should be looked on because of his status and title. Which um, he's not even working anymore. Exactly. Um, I, I just feel with Harry, it's kind of he's just spitting fire from all angles. Like the last eighteen months is like, where can I aim my wrath or my anger at? Um, Mm-hmm. There's only so long mentally. I think you can go on like that. It's just not a good headspace to be in when it's all negativity and just constant fighting and battling. Like you can't go home and separate that and have a happy time. You know, as a family, like it's weighing on your mind. You're often just being angry at the world is not never a good state of mind to be in for too long. And I feel he's been doing it for for eighteen months, if not two years. Oh yeah, I mean, I think and it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight. I think in this, it kind of comes out that it's uh, his whole life. Um, yeah, so that was the first thing. Um, and then the next one was, so he claims that the first hack, phone hack happened in 1996, um, but then it was revealed that he didn't get a phone until 1998. So, uh, so this one, I mean, may, you know, he probably could have been getting hacked on the landline or whatever, so... I I don't know the details of that, but that one, you know, people were like, eh, that's a bit weird if you're saying it starts in 1996, you don't get a phone until 1998. Sure. But at the time, like, landlines were... It could have been, t- yeah. Exactly. So so that's what I'm assuming, giving the benefit of the doubt, yeah. right? Um, 100%, yeah. Yeah. And then, so one, <laughs> so one um, which he's just trying to um, make everyone mad, I, I think, here, he... Um, he makes a very bold statement, I guess you'd say. Um, and people are saying a call to arms. Um, but he basically says, so they say, he, he starts talking about um, the press regulation and accusing some journalists of having blood on their typing fingers um, and all this kind of thing. But then, quote, he says, our country is judged globally by the state of our press and our government, both of which I believe are at, are at rock bottom. Is um, it government? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll say our country is judged globally by the state of our press and our government, both of which I believe are at rock bottom. So, like, wow. That is a very um, ballsy thing to say. I mean, the government... What? I don't think it is. I mean, it's the, it's the going through a hard time, but they, they've got a new prime minister. He seems to be doing... I think it's very ballsy for him to say. Yeah, he doesn't even live in the country. Yeah, he doesn't live in the country. It's like me saying stuff about the UK now or stuff. I I don't live there. I I mean, and he has this visa trial here, so who knows? He might say some stuff about the US. He doesn't want to live anywhere. Um, But yeah, so that one was just kind of like, okay, I mean, I I could see him saying that about the press. Judge a country about the press. Yeah. I've never looked, like Australia, I don't know if we should go on the vacation. Terrible press. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's, yes. like it's, it, it's not a factor. Yeah. Um, so the other part was, uh, and this is, he kind of had some faulty recall here. Um, and let me just go to my notes here just to make sure that I'm getting this right. Um, where is it? Okay, yes. No, that's not the one. Um, yeah, so... Uh, they talked through some articles, right? They, they, the attorney, Andrew Green, which again is for the Mirror Group newspaper, starts taking him through the articles one by one, asking whether he could remember reading them at the time of publications, and in many cases, he could not. So he couldn't recall specific articles he was complaining about. Um, and then Green also said Harry was in the realms of total speculation when he said stories must have been acquired by phone hacking or other illicit means. And there are specific stories that they go... Um, into around this that we won't hear, but um, like some things where a a competitor or another press outlet reported actually before this one, and he's saying that they got it through phone hacking, um, and things like that. But um, so Green pressed him on how they could have caused such distress if he couldn't remember having read them at the time. And then he said, it isn't a specific article. It is all of the articles. He said, every single article has caused me distress. So I think that's just kind of like the lack of, I'm not saying that's false or anything, but Hmm. you like, especially suing someone about something, I feel like you would read up, right? You know, about these articles and just make sure your recollection's there and you're on. Yeah. So no, I, I agree. I, I think I think you, you bring up a good point because uh, um, I had a notification just before we started recording was from Sky News um, on one of the shorts where they'd actually done a recreation of an actor um, talking what, what Harry said. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about, you know, not kind of relaxing. And the closest thing that you'd have to think about is, is this something that you've had at work where you felt, unfelt, uh, unfairly done by or there was just... A memory at work or at school, mm-hmm. where like, I remember being given detention yeah. for the wrong reason, or it's like if you're bullied or something, or, or you're bullied, or, or or whatever it is. You you usually remember those moments quite yes. vividly, and I'm not I'm not saying that it's like for like because I, I do agree. You probably they were always in the press, so but there were probably some that stung more than others, and mm-hmm. so yeah, again, that doesn't you would yeah and. I'm not, obviously this case isn't the same as the one I'm about to say, but it just kind of, there's just inconsistencies already coming out 
and it's like recollections may vary or hearsay or whatever. It's kind of bringing me back to like the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, a lot of that. And I'm not saying not the actual what happened, but a lot of. I mean, he should probably win this case, like for on um, based on just right and wrong. Yeah, but but it's law, He's, right? You have to do. You have to prove it. If he and. Yeah, I mean, if he showed up yesterday and was like and what, on top what's it of like it, he's trying to get just damages for phone hacking. I That's think it. so. Yeah, I don't know exactly what he's looking yeah, it's to been get in so from many it. Cases that it's like he's like this is I think one in five or something. Because um, he had the, the the security detail one, right? Yeah, which that one got denied. Got out, yeah, yeah, got thrown out. He has a visa one here, and then he has a, a couple more against the press. I believe in in the UK. So so this is one of maybe, the maybe few. it's just a big fan of suits, but well, they, they no, never no. went to court. Though. Well, you know, yesterday when I put the story that that he failed to turn up, I was like, Rachel Zane should have taught him better. Obviously, she's not doing her job. And if you're not familiar, Meghan Markle was Rachel Zane in Suits, oh, that's but she was just like a paralegal. So yeah, but yeah, she was Rachel Zane, but obviously not doing her job. Um. So kind of going along this, the judge asked Harry to explain further the stories that, that he alleged were hacked. And Harry says, quote, it's not his job to do so. Or it's not my job to do so, I guess that's a quote. Um, judge, and then the judge said that since he's bringing them to court as his evidence, he has the right to challenge or probe these stories. The judge does. Um, so, I mean, again, I like, it's not his job to do so. And it just like, just well, like. It's, it's not whose job. So the judge asked Harry to explain, you know, further the stories that he alleged were hacked. And Harry says, it's not my job to do so. And the judge said that since Harry is the one bringing them to court as his evidence, he has the right to challenge or probe these stories. And it's just that, I think we've talked about this with Harry before, it's just that mentality he has of like, I don't know who he thinks he is. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Just going a little crazy. Um, and then the last one, so I'll wrap it up with this. He did talk about his relationships and stuff, which I'm not going to get into that, but you can read more about Chelsea Davey, um, and kind of how the press affected that. But the last one was, there were some contradictions to spare, which this one's interesting. Um, and let me find my, uh, okay. My notes again here. Um. So Chelsea Davey, while while the Duchess looks for that, was his long-term girlfriend. Um, Looks a lot like she could have been in Made in Chelsea as well from her appearance. Yeah, definitely. Okay, where was... Okay, I can't find it in my notes. But basically, um, so he denies a few things that were written about in his books. One involved a pub story and one involved doing drugs at his dad's house. Both of the things that he wrote about in his book and on stand said never happened. Um, And that's from a Newsweek article, Prince Harry's court statement there. Um, So, yeah, again, there's just contradictions and there's just like a lot of like, you know, there's no, there can be a lot of speculation, right, around it. Sure. Um. And it's like, yeah, I feel like this case, if he could be like facts, if he could just say the facts and stuff, he could definitely win it. 
but I don't know. And I'm sure the mirror group, I'm sure has a, I'm sure that lawyer is not cheap and probably one of the best. I'm just assuming because they are a huge company. So they're going to hire the best of the best lawyers, right? Um, and you would think Prince Harry would get a good lawyer as well. Um, but I don't know. So, so yeah, so those are, um, kind of the couple notes that I came out of, um, today from the court case. It's interesting because you mentioned Spur and some of them, the thing, the facts checks. I, d- I was interested to know what the success of it, um, was because lots of people like, not necessarily boycotted it, but you were on the fence. You got the audio book, right? Yeah, but I didn't finish it. Do, do you know how popular it, it was? I mean, I think I mean I think it made a lot of money, right? So just just looking at this, it was the fastest selling um, memoir in history, three point two million copies in in its first um, week alone. Oh, how much? And how much was it? Like forty, fifty dollars? Uh, I remember for pre order is pretty expensive, but I think it went down closer to the actual release date because that that at first I was like, I'm not gonna pay forty dollars for this book that I'm probably not even going to like. Um, and I didn't finish it. And it's an audio book. It's not even a book that I need to, like, read. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one day. But, yeah. So he is set to come back to court tomorrow. So we'll see what comes out of that and what else he says. And we'll probably be talking about it next week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But now we can go on to our royal topic. Yeah, so not, this is, um, you know, the part two to the institution. So if you all remember, uh, in part one, there's just kind of a summary. Uh, We talked about some of the, um, what the difference between the firm and the institution was. Um, It kind of got brought to light by uh, Harry and uh, more Meghan in the Oprah Winfrey saying that, you know, this is a firm and she would kind of go back and forth and use them interchangeably. But realistically, the firm is the, the royal working members and the institution is everybody that works for them. So if you slander the institution, you also slander the head of the institution. Same as if you say, um, my Apple products is, is all the Apple products have gone down. Um, I, it's a slander at the CEO of Apple, mm-hmm. right? So you, you say something bad against that, uh, and, and that's kind of where uh, it kind of came from. So the part two, um, and we also touched on some you know, historically famous people um, that have been part of the institution that have influenced certain things. Um, and there is a lot of influence that these individuals hold. So we'll talk a little bit about that in the part two. So part two is really the difference between the two palaces, Buckingham and Kensington. And I'm going to give you, uh, I guess, a simile of how um, I see this. Um, and hopefully, by the end of this, it'll make sense. So, Buckingham Palace is a Lexus car. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And Kensington Palace is a Toyota. Oh, okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll, I'd okay. Maybe maybe you can come back uh, and, and think yeah. about why, why I'm calling the, the two. Okay, gotcha. So, look... Buckingham Palace, uh, historically, and we're going to really kind of focus more on the the, the press teams mm-hmm. around that because that's probably the more um, the the best way you can observe how these two 
Yeah. Uh, Palaces um, operate, um, collaborate, um, and can be seen as the differences in the institutions. And I think that the clearest way is is in the press. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do have two press teams, Mm -hmm. one for Kensington and one for Buckingham Palace. So historically, and you know, press, when, when you think about the press, it hasn't really been out, you know, you had uh, George through a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Really, it, its dominance came with um, TV, print media was more widely available. Um, and, you know, when we talk about paparazzi, which we did an episode a few weeks ago about paparazzi, that kind of came out of the 1950s, mm-hmm. where people had a more, they really wanted to see what was that life like within the in, in the royal family and they they did uh, a bbc um almost like short videos of what life was like within the royals i think it was like in the the late 50s early 60s and these videos really had to find out because the, the, the queen really just wanted them destroyed like they thought, oh, it was a horrible idea to bring these cameras in but anyway you know press didn't really exist until queen elizabeth the second you know in 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 its form of where you'd have a press team, where you could yeah. have people advising. So so when I say historically, Buck- Buckingham Palace has always focused on tradition and, and formality. It means that in comparison to uh, Kensington. So they're always looking to have the appropriate level of attention um, on certain events. Right, like how much attention and what should be given, uh, and then also they focus on the the monarch and the line of succession. So they focus on. Do they focus on them equally? Give me an example. Oh, between the monarch and the, the line of succession. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Yeah. No, it, it, it's 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 you know you'd probably put sixty seventy on the monarch and then the line of succession. Mm-hmm. In that, because you want to tell the story, right? And that's, like, historically been like that, correct? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, just just because I I know there's always a lot of talk of, like, um, there's a competitions between, like, Charles and William and all that stuff. Um, So, just curious if if it's just historically just been the main focus should be on the monarch or if it's a more recent... Yeah, and, and look, the way that, and, and, and I'll talk about this, why you have the two teams. We did uh, an episode on, um, it was called Popularity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really was, if we looked at some of the demographics that we read on that, that the the youngest demographic was, uh, didn't really care about the coronation. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where you have, a lot of this is just storytelling with the press teams. So with Buckingham Palace, that storytelling piece is, this is what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. This is the line of succession. This is who we're getting you excited about. So you feel part of that story and how it all intertwines. So let's talk about Kensington. So, again, historically, being the younger generation, Charles, and then, obviously now, William, Harry, and uh, Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, its focus is more modern and relatable. Mm-hmm. And on one of the other differences, uh, it's catering to a, a lot wider um, or broad-scale media platforms. So from Twitter, YouTube, mm-hmm. Instagram, 
um, versus print, yeah, paper. The royal family website. The, the royal family website, and um, you know, just BBC television kind yeah. of stuff. Um, so that that's kind of two of the biggest pieces there. Um, they also focus on the changing uh, of different landscapes mm-hmm. uh, globally. Mm-hmm. So William going to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, you see uh, Kate with the rugby. Mm-hmm. Things like that where I don't know how front and center that would have been 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Sense, so yeah. I think that that's kind of changing landscapes very much into that, um, and also where I think you'll see. Uh, I do have a question for you. Want to kind of go through oh. this, um, and what you think um, that the future of these are going to be? Um, I can't read that. <laughs> I cannot. Read it's that. his handwriting. Oh, everyone. and the, 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 the last the last piece that I thought that they have a more philanthropic focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're talking about. Um, Sorry, my head's going. Kate's uh, early, early childhood. Early childhood. Mm-hmm. That's you know we see a lot of that because mm-hmm. of that. Um, I, gu- I guess I had one question for you with Edward's work. Mm-hmm. Does that sense to Buckingham? Prince Edward. Yeah. Cause I he, don't. I mean, he's not the monarch. No, no, but this it's more traditional, and it's Duke of Edinburgh, and that because that's like philanthropic. But does that sit in Kazan too? Do they maybe, have their own? Maybe they have their own. Maybe. I, I, I well, would, they probably imagine they'd have yeah, their own. Yeah, I mean, like, smaller, smaller probably team, but, yeah. That's what I would guess, because, I mean, even if you think about the other senior working royals, right, you have Princess Anne, um, and then, like, the uh, Duke and Duchess of Gloucester and Kent and everything like that. So I would assume... <coughs> Buckingham and Kensington probably focus on the monarch and probably next in line. Maybe I know when Prince Harry, they were they were under Kensington Palace, and then I would assume the other working royals would have their own. Or or may or maybe there's one team for senior working sure. members that aren't covered. Yeah, yeah. But that means that 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 would make sense. Um, but I do not know that for sure. So, well, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll come back on that one. Um, so the the other piece is like, how do they work together? Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, or how do they not work together? Well, it's not to be seen yet that they haven't. There hasn't been too much that's kind of come out where they don't seem to be agreeing. Yeah. On stuff. So the way, at least publicly. Pu- yeah, publicly. I mean, I'm sure behind closed doors, you can have the final podcast, podcast pastry. Um, I, I think the the way that I look at it is if you have an umbrella company, say um, Coca Cola, they own Sprite, Fanta, so on. They're going to be in line, right? They're kind of the mm-hmm. general direction. So major events uh, and things like that, they're going to agree on what is the message that we want to send. So again, the coronation. Buckingham would lead that, but overall, if you all are doing your own stuff on the social media, this is a type of message that we want to send. This is a kind of the dress. What is it evoking? These are the types of uh, positioning of of things and, and and so on and so on. You, you shared the, um, I think it was a YouTube or was it an Instagram reel of um, somebody in the the, the Royal Press 
where they did kind of like behind the scenes that like it wasn't really that much behind the scenes. It was just a well put together piece of videography that was like I said, uh, they used a drone and for the coronation, like coronation behind the scenes yeah. where, yeah. So stuff like that, obviously yeah. they're going to kind of really come together and, and put a lot of work into that stuff. Um, other major events. I, I'm not sure whether this, uh, with the latest piece where they've been in Jordan would be considered a major event. Probably not. Yeah, um, but there are there are quite a few moving parts of who was there, so so maybe, I, so we didn't get we got photos of the prince and princess of Wales on their social media, um, after we had to wait forever for them, but they've been doing videos or reels with their recent engagements, and there wasn't one for that, so that's why I said probably not. I mean, also. I'm sure the Jordan so royal family event, would be right. like, why yeah. Why do you have a drone here? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not their event. Yeah, so. Um, so. So there's a lot of cohesiveness around that. Um, this is more of just a, a little bit of a sidebar. Um, so when I was kind of looking into, you know, we did a few jobs that you could apply for last week at the Royal House. Um, I did think about, you know, um, the, the Queen had 471 members of staff mm-hmm. for, for her um, and it, one of the links, all the clickbaits, was highest paid, uh, mm. and, and pieces mm-hmm. like that. So, um, what do you think? Um, I have two ladies in waiting. Um, no. So I have Senior the question. Senior dresser. No, private secretary. Okay, that's one of them. <laughs> um, um, how much do you think they earn in in dollars? One hundred twenty thousand. Okay. Um, it's 170. Oh, okay. Now, because it's public money, a lot of it has to be. Yeah. So in this article, they're actually saying a staggering amount of this, and I'm like, and they do a lot, and they, they, they basically do live there, and they've got to be background checked. It's like, yeah, don't. So I, I, think I mean, they're working 24 seven. I would assume. I mean, it's not it's not a small amount of money. Don't get me wrong, but I I, I don't think it's staggering. But maybe I mean. Do do they live at? I'm guessing they live at Buckingham. So if you don't have to pay for your accommodation, but then like, can you have a family? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, or may or or maybe you know you have accommodations with your family. I don't I don't know. Um, but well, if you don't have to pay for like a place, right? And maybe your food's covered. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if some of those right probably goes. I mean, especially if you don't have to pay for a mortgage or. Or rent in it or anything goes a long way. Yeah, and I was just trying to think if. Um, and in London, you don't need a car. Truth. So. Um, okay, so it, the prime minister's salary is uh, is a little more mm-hmm. than that. So I think that's probably why. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, they're not gonna say. Okay, what about okay press secretary number two? No, it's. Uh, Keeper of the privy purse. Oh, is that like the money? Yeah, so it's so basically like the CFO. Nice. Um, and they earn approximately around about two hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And again, they they put another staggering amount. I'm like, oh, the CFO of, you know, multi million. You know, I mean, yeah. It's not. Yeah. Looking at kind of US, what a CFO would learn for somebody that. Yeah. Like, it's like it's not, but you know, whatever. Um, so. The way that I'm looking at this, because um, I, I have a question for you, um, but the way that you, 
I see how you have Buckingham and Kensington. It is really designed for longevity. Mm-hmm. So you have these demographics of people that are very more, um, we talked about focus on tradition and formality of Buckingham, and then Kensington's are more relatable using the different platforms. So you're keeping basically your uh, loyal customers sweet until death. <laughs> That's how I see it. You know, okay. with, with some some of these, like the stories that they're interested, how they're used to looking at news about the royal family. And mm-hmm. as, you know, Charles kind of ages out with, with that population, you're, you're bringing in that middle range of where they've, you know, probably... My parents' mm-hmm. age were like, okay, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that. But there are also some that the privy to more social media platforms and, and, and stuff like that. So that continues. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it is that next generation um, of you know, children, mm-hmm. teens, young adults. Um, and that's where I think Kensington probably has more importance than Buckingham. Yeah. Because it is the future. And if they mess it up, well, yeah, I was going to ask, do you think they've been doing a, a good job? Because if the, you know, the percentage that aren't, the percentage of people that aren't interested in the royals or don't really care about them is the younger generation. Yeah, so so look, I, I've got two questions for you now, and this is oh, kind of, we're coming okay. to the close here. You're questioning um, me, you're, you're answering my question with a question? Exactly. Um, so, at the beginning I said there's a simile... Um, Lexus and Toyota. Yes. For Buckingham and Kensington. Um, You're saying younger people are cheaper? <laughs> no. Oh. No. Okay. Have another crack. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, um, what, what Toyota's what was market's your first car? bigger. Market's bigger. What was the first car that you had? A Toyota. Right. So that's kind of one of the other reasons that I I use. Your first car was a Toyota Camry. So younger people use them. So the way that (laughs) I look at it. No, you're kind of there. You're kind of there. So it's the the brand um, of Of the young. The Royals is um, how I see it. So Toyota owns Lexus, right? The part of the Toyota Motor Company. So when you're, you know, younger, you can't afford a Lexus. Uh-huh. But you'll be in the Toyota family. Yeah. And you'll kind of graduate uh-huh. to that. And when you got your... Age like a fi- fine wine. Right. Right. And then, <laughs> they, they, I mean, you know, really good cars. But then you were looking at Lexuses as you got older. I mean, you didn't buy one, but it was within that same kind of SUVs mm-hmm. that you're looking at. But have you have we looked at this Lexus? So you kind of graduate to that next stage of media and stuff. So I think... The royal family is similar to the, to this simile of the Toyota Motor Company. I was thinking there's probably better similes out there, but um, I mean, isn't that Japanese? They are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what what's a good British British there, there car? Isn't. Oh, there, okay. <laughs> there isn't. Our industry died out and got bought <laughs> by every other car manufacturer. Um, so I think you know because they're the same company, they just have two different avenues for different markets, but ultimately you're still within the same family yeah. of brand. And that's why I think it's Lexus for those. As you get older, you appreciate more formality. Younger is more relatable. So that's going to see how that... Okay, so, so I'm my, following. <laughs> nice. So my next question is, and you kind of asked this question, was like, you know, Kensington can't mess it up. Do, you, do I think, I think you said, do you think, I, do you think I think they're doing a good <laughs> job? Um, 
My question is for you, and I, I do have a bit of a piece after this, um, which is a bit of a scoop, not so much as a scoop, but um, I don't think it's being as widely talked about in the, the royal um, media circle. So we do have a little bit of a scoop here, and, and one for you. Um, is what do you think the direction or the future is of the, the Kensington press? What do you think they're going to do over the next uh, immediate future, the next year to the next five years? Where do you think the direction is? Are you seeing things that they're doing differently um, more recently? What, what, where do you think they're going to go? Yeah, I mean, their social media game has definitely gotten better. And we've talked about that, right? Um, you know, at least on Instagram... They're making more high-quality videos. They're sharing more. Um, and I don't think they did that before. And I think this is good because one of the things I don't think Kensington Palace did a good job previously was, and we live in the U.S., so, you know, we are a bit removed from the royal family. But for people to be interested in the royal family and to think they're important, they need to see them, right? Can like. For Kensington Palace, for Kate and Will specifically. And Kate and Will, they will take off time when their kids are off school and stuff, understandably. But if you don't see them, then then they're out of sight, out of mind. Then you're not really going to care. But as their social media is getting better with these videos and stuff, and they can share these, you know, when they're off, right, it keeps them relevant. It keeps you seeing content about them, and it keeps them in your mind rather than being like, I, I, I haven't seen them for a week or for a month. Um, like, where are they? Like, if they're not going to do anything, like, why do I care? Um, so, yeah, so definitely the social media game, I will say, has gotten a lot better. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you show me some stuff. Um so, the here's my pieces, and then I'll, I'll tell you. So I wrote out what my predictions were, um, and I, I put before I found out this other piece of news. Well, not news, but like kind of, it, it's going to make sense. Continued silence towards Harry and Meghan. <coughs> Wait, me. did you come up with this, or is this? this from these a are source? my predictions. Oh, okay. And then yeah. Well, <coughs> yes. I mean, I definitely like strategic agree. plays. Yeah, I definitely agree on that one. And but the the reason because do think you the, think there'll be continued silence if Meghan and Harry get a divorce? If people have been rumoring, uh, or do you think they'll welcome him, Harry back? Like, not I, I, welcome, I but that, I think that depends if he decides he wants to come back. So well, I mean, where else can he go? I mean, he doesn't. He he's just an individual. I don't think he can stay. Can he stay in the U.S. legally? Uh, well, he's got American kids. Yeah, even if you have kids in the U.S., it doesn't mean you can stay. It doesn't. Yeah, no. That's why. I mean, it's a whole political thing. Um, because that's why. Um, oh, there's like some immigration immigrants, oh. and you know, they'll come over <coughs> the border. <coughs> they'll have kids. They call them anchor babies, right? That's the mm-hmm. the term. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, I mean that's a good that's a good point, but so I, I think the continued silence to to, to Harry and Meghan um, is is definitely going to go on, and you, you kind of see that there's no responses. Um, I think there's going to be more of an environmentally eco focus continued. I think that's going to be a With challenge. Earthshot. 
Uh, for sure, but I think Charles has always been yeah. interesting, and, and it's it's going to be current. It's excuse me, it's one of these things that's not going to be going away. It's not like um, you know, military is not ever going to go away. So mm-hmm. the royal affiliation with the military is always going to be there. So mm-hmm. I think they're looking at stuff strategically. I'm, I'm sure Charles. I mean, Charles likes his garden, so I'm sure this is something that's um, is a passion, but also aligns well with what. Um, is out is topical and it's not going away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think also with Charles, it's not going to be as formal as with, with the Queen. Yeah, and I think you saw that the the Christmas speech of how we kind of spoke about having a a country with um, head of the faith, yeah, head of the church, but with being more inclusive. Yeah, um, so kind of a continuation of that. Um, and the last one again, which I can't. Oh, and the, the, the um, new markets um, for the royals, as in, so the, the the U.S. What do you what do you mean, like relationships with the U.S. or oh, popularity? Okay. So, like, where are the popular? Like, because uh-huh. like Australia, Canada, you know, historically those kind of spots, they've been. You know what we did to say sixty percent of people come to the the UK on holiday. Put the royal family as a factor of the kind of that history behind it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's yeah. like where do they garner that uh, well, popularity from? I feel like they do need to balance that though with new markets. So for the US, right? Like we'll never be a Commonwealth country or anything like that. So they do need to balance it for, con- for countries actually in the Commonwealth that. They serve, right? Mm-hmm. And new markets. Because, again, if they're not visiting Australia or Canada, mm-hmm. um, well, if they're not... the African countries. Yeah. So. If they're not putting their focus there, they probably wouldn't want to be in the Commonwealth, right? I mean, I, kn- I know there's other reasons um, to be in the Commonwealth, but, like, especially, like, Australia. Like, Australia, I think, is pretty self... Yeah, well, well look, I, I get that. So, but I think also the point is... They're basically public servants of the British government. Yeah. Because they're paid by the British government. So their job is to promote international relations, not not mm-hmm. just in the Commonwealth. Yeah. And the US has a unique relationship with the UK. Um, historically, I think, obviously, there were so many people from the UK, Ireland, that did emigrate over to the States. Obviously, there's a lot of Europeans in that, that did... Um, but a lot of people, so you know, we even did the whole show. So, oh yeah, I'm this Irish or I'm this this mm-hmm. British. Um, I think there's that connection, and I think what thing from what I've seen with US people is they yearn um, ancestry because they know it's only so far they can go within the US. So they always say, "I'm this German, I'm this Danish, I'm I'm this part." So yeah. I think that's how. Yeah, I guess it's the same language speaking that the royal family. And I could be wrong here, but the US kind of see that that's their royal family because of their ancestry as well. I don't know if I'd say that. You you, you can say it about some 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 people, right? Um, I think there's a lot of Americans that are very proud Americans that oh, say. I, I don't think I don't think it's no. it takes that away. No, but I think because of that, they don't. You know, they don't really care about the royal family, I, I, I would say. Um, 
Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. Um, so but there, there are a lot of people that do as well. But I was going to ask, do you think Megan's had a negative, negative effect of this, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people are kind of seeing, especially in the States, how she is, how yeah, that is. Yeah, and yeah, there like, is. I, I, think, I think so um, to a certain point. But I think, and, and what, let me clarify with, um, when I say it's their, their royal family, I think when they look ancestrally back, if they're from... Yeah, that, I mean, like that's, they relate to them they relate more to than yeah than the Norwegian or the Spanish royal family and and, and so on because um, because of the ties and some of the history um, behind it. But yeah, I think Megan's probably done some damage, and I think that's again why part of this focus is on here. And I say she's done some damage. I think that there's the followers, there are supporters of, but Megan. she might have also. I think she like brought light to it, right? And then I think she did, you know, like. When she first started dating Harry and they got married and, and things were good, I think Americans really liked that American girl fairy tale, yeah. if, if, if you will. And then she kind of brought it all down. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking, I know if she, there was a comment she, she made about race. Um, I'm trying to think if there's, there was... Which, I mean, she's, I think she's made a few. The, the, the color of the baby's skin. Oh, the, the, yes, the, the um, Oprah one. I'm just trying to think if there's what that that's probably going to be the number one what most kind of uh, grandest statement that she made against and what was what else outside of spare had she? Do kind you of mean an Oprah? Um, around that time, like what what came from her about the relationship source? I know she talked about some, but was there anything that was actually that? Bad or was it just her naivety and? I think her naivety. So the only one that really came. Well, I mean, I know you know on I think on this on the Netflix show she was very big about how she was in so much you know she was in such a dark place and no one would help her and it was against mm. protocol to do all these things okay, and yeah. and stuff like that um, and they were more how popular than that? the other one I know yeah. I knew it was going to be like that, and it's just such an adult place, and he could have helped. Anyway, so uh, I think yeah, I think it's a good question, I th- um, a good point. I think she probably has brought, and there's, there's, there's going to be some. Su- there is, you know, probably a decent amount of supporters of. No, I mean there there Megan. is, but I mean with because any, everybody, you know, the with with any with anything at all, but especially things that are polarizing, even some things that you're like, how how can people actually support that? And I'm not talking about Megan. In this instance, but you know, there, there there's some things that you're like, wouldn't like that's just wrong. Wouldn't everyone disagree yeah. you, with you that? You can jump Be- on anything um, like that if you don't hear the other side. But with everything, I think there are people that believe it and people that don't. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is the kind of the, um, to wrap things up and why I think. And so I, I didn't realize this because we weren't doing the show, um, but the uh, Caribbean tour. That Will and Kate oh, did. Oh yeah. Um, apparently, it didn't go down well. That it, it did was, not. And I, I don't know much about this, but apparently, it just seemed. I think very it was the cost and stuff. It seemed. I, I I believe, and don't quote me on this, but I think from what I've read, like it seemed very lavish. I think the costs and things like that. I, I I think that was the backlash. Okay, so there's a few things, and and that basically just didn't come across that well. Um, so, and you you might know this. But um, they hired um, a PR guru, or a PR Who? chief. Which one? Uh, Lee Thompson. 
for 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 which family? Kensington. Oh, okay. So for Will and Kate, um, so this is is pretty much a year ago to the day that he he's been with them. He's a thirty five year old Leeds University graduate mm. um, who was previously taken this job, the VP of Global Comms, uh, including oh. the U. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I do have. Do you have a, have the, a meeting? The news of of the Caribbean stuff. <laughs> Okay, well, let me finish well, with this. Back, is and then, okay, cheers for that. So he's he was the VP of Global Comms uh, and in the US based for NBC Universal, um, and then took the position of Comms Secretary for the uh, for Will and Kate. Mm-hmm. So British guy, but worked and operated in the US for NBC Universal. Um, now, one of the things that the article that I read was the U.S. focus, uh-huh. and he has experience within that. Is CNN part of NBC? I don't think, I don't know. So it was, It was at the, basically there was one NBC show. Mm-hmm. What is it? Is there some music? Okay, we just... Let's pause. <laughs> Apologies, so we had some weird siren, not sirens as in the uh, police sirens, as in the mermaid sirens kind of just going off from somewhere in the house and we wondered if it was any of our children. In fact, it is. we have some geriatric uh, Google homes and uh, other talking devices and everything. every so often they'll just have a mind of their own and this one decided to play uh, Part of Your World, uh, Little Mermaid, which is... A very spooky sound, um, so apologies that is now fixed. So um, back to what we were saying. Um, so they've hired Lee Thompson and we're saying that you know NBC. Um, it was one of their shows. He'd basically increased their YouTube viewership by six hundred percent within the, the time that it kind of taken over. So I think probably within a year, two years. So I think that's why they've they've hired him um, for their their US um, focus. And how they can grow the market there, um, but I know you have the the information on on, and this is primarily they had somebody, um, their previous PR chief. Uh, she, I think, it was victorious. Somebody, she had a family. Um, it was a personal piece where somebody in a family had illness, so she kind of left um, because of that, um, and then they brought. It was an opportunity to bring somebody in, but. Th- they did get some backlash off this, and then that was kind of one of the things that he was trying to rectify. Um, so he came after yes. this tour? Yes. Yes. So they went to Jamaica as part of, uh, to commemorate the Queen's Jubilee, Platinum Jubilee. Um, and basically, they kind of went there, and um, they didn't really, I mean, they received a warm welcome from many, but there were protests. Um, and specifically... Uh, they had calls for slavery, reparations, and indigenous rights expansion um, coming. And obviously, they thought that Kate and Will, being part of the royal family and stuff, were, I guess, part of, um, part of, or not a symbol, but yeah. they were unhappy that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah it was. It, yeah, it was a. It's, it's symbolic to. Um, I mean, we've talked about this before. Well, I think we even talked about it with um, my brothers and Lady C when they were over. It's like kind of 
and I, I use the argument as like it, it's a symbol of a past or of of that but is it anything to do with them do they just no longer go here is it do they evolve um yeah so um they basically had an open letter calling for the royal family and british government to apologize and pay for reparations for subjecting the island to colonial rule and slavery um so and and they protested and they described prince william and kate as direct beneficiaries of the wealth accumulated by the royal family from the trafficking and enslavement of Africans. We see no reason to celebrate 70 years of the ascension of your grandmother to the British throne because her leadership and that of her predecessors has perpetuated the greatest human rights tragedy in the history of humankind. So not actually what I said at all earlier. I did read that somewhere, so so maybe that was something along with it, maybe outside of Jamaica. but yeah, so so they were protesting against it, and I know they said that they wanted to become a republic as well. Um, they, they had a big call to transition to a republic. Sure. So, well, I mean, look, I think if if then there's a couple of things there. The the press teams should be aware of who booked the travel. That this is the current situation in Jamaica. Yeah. Are you going there for a a try to uh, repair the bonds? Um, or are you just going there and you're going into an absolute mess where yeah. you, you like it? Because that's that cannot have been. And um, maybe they thought that Kate and Will could go in and repair it and mend it. Um, well, I think that happened in Australia, right? With an obviously different wasn't situation. That Diane and Charles. Yeah, it was a different situation. Yeah. Like they're talking about different things, but they wanted to be to yeah. be out. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, like, and, and not to go from a comp- a complete tangent i think you know can probably end it here um i i think with the the whole uh the, the reparations piece is is an interesting one when we talked about it is like how how far do you go back and look at it? i think like the greatest human um what's say civil rights or human rights disaster yeah i'll go along with that mm-hmm. um and that is part of uh the british empire and and colonialism and i, I think you know like uh when we did have our, our guests, they said that that should be taught more mm-hmm. in terms of, of what it was. The reparations. Well, so to add to kind of the reparations, so Prince William said the, the following day when they had the protest and, and had this open letter expressing this, um, Prince William stopped. So this article says Prince William stopped short of an apology instead expressing profound sorrow for the appalling atrocity of slavery during an address to Jamaica's Prime Minister, March 23rd. Slavery was abhorrent, and it never should have happened, he said. I strongly agree with my father, the Prince of Wales, who said in Barbados last year that the appalling atrocity of slavery forever stains our history. Um, And the Advocates Network issued a statement in response calling the Prince's words unacceptable, adding there was no responsibility taken, no call-out of centuries of British bloody conquest and plunder. So that probably just made it worse. But, I mean, if, if he says sorry, is it going to make it better? I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not like, it, how many hundred years too late are we talking? I don't know. You, you know what, I, I think it's, I, it's a part of history, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what, if you're looking for reparations, fair enough, but it, it's how many hundred years are you, 
Well, and, and, and so this is, um, I don't have an opinion on this because I don't know enough about it. Mm-hmm. Right? So same as, as what kind of William said, it was abhorrent. It's not taught probably correctly, um, especially in British schools about what, what it was like. I mean, we watched, um, we watched one, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of the name, Roots, the movie Roots, um, which was to do with slaves coming from uh, Africa. But the, outside of that, there wasn't really much education on it. But there is one piece that is interesting on the, the reparation side, and it would be interesting to have seen what this uh, Lee Thompson would have maybe directed them on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, is, this isn't pro-empire. This is um, I, I was watching this video a couple of days ago, and it was at Oxford University, and it was talking about reparations, and you know all these countries are looking for reparations and, 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 and so on. Um, but the, this Oxford professor says... How far do we go back? Um, because it's like, if you look throughout history in every region of the world, there, there are slaves. Slavery has always been, unfortunately, part of human nature. So it's like you could really kind of just go, well, this this happened to us in uh, 400 AD and this happened to this. And I said, you've got to think that we, we recognize it and we educate ourselves, on, and then you try and prevent and help those. And his part was, rather than giving the reparations now to those countries that are developed and have an infrastructure and it doesn't exist, use that money to put into countries to stop where there is active slavery. Mm-hmm. And he said, so if you were to put that money in, it might have a better use. So anything, it, it's, um, I know we went on a bit of a, a, a tangent, a side note there, but it, I, I didn't know too much about this a mm-hmm. trip and a lot of it kind of his hiring was to do with um with with changing the image especially on on this side of the of the globe mm-hmm. yeah so we'll see we'll see what he uh what it comes up with but he's when we talked about last at the end of part one we talked about some of the historical figures and influences in the royal family i think this lee thompson um because he's only 35 Mm-hmm. is potentially one of those that could sit with the royals for another, yeah. you know, best part of four decades. And, the and digital image. creator that we spoke about previously, his name is escaping me. But Yeah, you've mentioned it before. So there's a couple of different names there. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, look, that that's it. So it's a shorter episode there. Maybe, maybe don't, we know we, we've talked, we touched on it a little bit of in history and we talked about the, the impacts of the British Empire. I mean, just like, is is there ever going to be a response that the royals can give that would be satisfactory? Maybe this is something that we explore. Probably down. not. That's probably, probably, probably why they not. don't say it, say that's, anything. Yeah, exactly. So um, maybe that's something that we touch on a little bit more detail because it is a big topic and not one just for a side tangent. Um, but we'll be back next week. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's something that is on our radar that we're going to be talking about, or we might be starting a little bit of a, a, a new. Um, yeah. Well. well, well. We'll be touching back with uh, Harry's court case. Okay, yeah, that so will be part of it. But I mean, maybe there's something there that we can, uh, I don't know, look into. Well, maybe maybe we'll do a bit of a court case drama on it <laughs> again. Didn't we? Didn't we do that already? With we what? did paparazzi. On, yeah, and it was was it to do with his him yeah. and Megan's car chase? Yeah, we did. Jeez, we did on the car chase. So yeah, maybe we'll do a, another courtroom defense <laughs> and uh, prosecution on this one. Um, yeah. Okay, thanks for listening. Um, as always, you can follow us on Dutch 
and Baron on Instagram where the Duchess posts um, ne- nearly daily. Yeah, for the most part. It is, is it daily? Am I doing you a disservice here? Not on the weekends, really. Um, but during the week, I try and post regularly. Uh, do try and post updates and stuff, at least in the stories. Yeah. I try and, yeah, keep it all there. But and then we have a um, Substack, which is... Dutch embarrassed. Dutch embarrassed. Dutch, Dutch and, and embarrassed. That's, that's what it should be called. Dutch and embarrassed. Dutch and Baron. Substack.com. We've, we've been slacking on our blog posts or newsletters there. So it's really just been our podcast. But Yeah, we'll get we'll get another blog post out because I think um, after doing this episode, um, we might do one on the, the future of the, the, the press and some bold predictions on, on where that goes because there isn't much content out there. Nope. No. All right. We will see you next week. 